Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of Taylor May Sports with Kevin Taylor. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me as we returned. Yes, we've been away for a couple of months, but we're back with you for another jam-packed program, rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Make sure that you check me out anytime on social media at KevinTaylor98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Again, that's KevinTaylor98 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we're going to have a great program as we get you set for what's been going on in and around Atlanta sports. But before we start, we have to pay our condolences to the um, area in Texas, the uh, uh, school shooting, uh, as we record this program on Friday, uh, May 18th. Uh, there's been another school shooting. Uh, last check, it was, at, I believe, uh, 10 uh, were uh, pronounced dead and 10 injured or wounded. Um, still an ongoing situation at Santa Fe High School. Um, I believe, outside of Galveston, Texas, and uh, just a very sad situation. So let's keep uh, that area and that community in our thoughts and prayers. The Houston Astros uh, actually are going to have a moment of silence before their game tonight, as well as uh, having their flags at half staff. So uh, they're going to be uh, paying tribute to uh, those who uh, were unfortunately uh, killed in this uh, horrific school shooting. So uh, we just have to pray for all of our schools in the nation as, of course, we come up on the end of the school year and uh, that uh, God's presence be in the schools for peace as well as safety uh, in all schools, like I said, throughout the nation as the school year is about to about to end. All right. Well, let's move on to Atlanta sports now. As Of course, a lot of you have heard that uh, Matt Ryan, he used to get NFL's first $100 million man, the Falcons quarterback became the league's highest-paid player about a couple of weeks ago, agreeing to a five-year contract extension that could be worth as much as $150 million. Now, this is where at the time what was said. Now, a person spoke with the Associated Press on the addition of anonymity because uh, terms of the deal were not released. The team really doesn't do that. But uh, it was confirmed that Ryan was assured of receiving at least $100 million. That passes the total compensation of $84 billion, a three-year guaranteed deal and, uh, that uh, Kirk Cousins received from the Minnesota Vikings. And Matt Ryan is the highest-paid player in the NFL. Can you believe that? Wow. If Ryan received the full terms of the contract, he would receive an average of $30 million a year, and that's more than Cousins' $28 million yearly payout that he's receiving. Uh, Cousins' deal really set the tone for Ryan's negotiations with the Falcons. It seemed like this was going to be an ongoing situation uh, for a while. But, uh, of course, this now sets the tone for the Packers, who are trying to complete a new deal with their franchise quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And he's likely going to surpass Ryan's top deal right now. But, of course, the Falcons are not concerned about that, as they took care of their number one priority during the offseason was locking up Ryan. And, um, this deal will go into effect after his current deal expires after this coming season. He'll make $19.25 million in the final year of that contract. And, um, of course, Tommy Dimitrov, he said the extension was their primary focus of the offseason, and we could tell because you really didn't sign any key free agents. You really went through the draft. You did sign some free agents, but no notable names. Uh, Matt has been a pillar of stability for the franchise for a decade. 
It's a great feeling knowing that he will remain at our helm for five more years. Ryan was the third overall pick in the 2008 draft, and he's been the Falcons quarterback ever since. He's missed only two starts in his first decade of his career, passing over 41,000 yards, 260 touchdowns, and being voted to the Pro Bowl four times. And, of course, you can't forget about his MVP season the year before last. No quarterback actually has passed for more yards in his first 10 seasons of his career. So that is a quite an accomplishment for Matt Ryan, to say the least. Let's now hear from Matt about his contract. Thank you for, for having been here for 10 years and, and really feeling uh, – you know, great about my experience here the last 10 years. I think we've done some really good things. Uh, I'm excited about what's in front of us for the next six. Uh, and beyond that, um, you know, there's great people here. We've had some really good teams, but I think, you know, the best is in front of us. And, and that's what has me so excited about, you know, my future here and our future as an organization is uh, that we have a lot of really good pieces in place. And um, I'm going to do everything I can to, to, to try and help this this city and this organization win a championship and uh, that's been my mindset you know really since I got drafted here in 2008 and I've been working hard at it for 10 years and I'm you know going to continue to work at it for as long as I play here well we're going to see how that plays out because um, it's going to be something because it's going to be a lot of eyes watching Matt Ryan and the things that he does that's for sure now I know a lot of fans are asking is Ryan worth it? Of course, that's always relative, but a player is worth what a team is willing to give him, of course. And, um, of course, depending on who you ask, that might differ from fan to fan, whether it makes financial sense for the Falcons to invest that much money in Matt Ryan. Me, personally, I did not. I know he's been an MVP. I know he's been a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl player. But you cannot handcuff your team with one player. I said that when the Ravens signed Joe Flacco to a large deal, and, of course, you saw their defense suffer. I'm saying that here because you're going to – you already have Devontae Freeman locked in. What does that say for Julio? You've got Jake Matthews now locked into big money. Uh, maybe not for a long extended amount of time, but it's still a lot of money that's locked up. Julio's contract, I believe, is up season after next. So are you going to be able to keep Julio? And he's an integral part of your offense. There's already talk that you won't be able to keep Tevin Coleman. So – Time will tell, but you cannot handicap your team or handcuff and handicap your team for one player. I know Matt Ryan has put up the numbers, but, hey, he's getting older. just like Julio is getting older, and that's been an argument about him. But you cannot put your team at a disadvantage in other areas to pay one man. That's just my take on that. But Ryan has been a very good quarterback for most of his career and a great quarterback in 2016 when he won the MVP award. And, um, you know, he's at a capable level of playing at a high level. But the five-year extension when Ryan has just turned 33 this week on May 17th, it could be a little troubling for some, but, you know, he's still playing at a high level. So we still will see what the future may hold this season. So um, I think at the time that he puts in with Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator, will be vital. Now, of course, uh, quarterbacks and everyone else, you know, it's, it's a different league so far as pay goes. So um, not a lot of parity there. There are plenty of teams around the NFL with young quarterbacks who will see, soon see new deals, such as Carson Wentz of the Philadelphia Eagles, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys, and even Jameis Winston of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, 
who to say what those negotiations are going to be like? Wow. Those, so those guys may break the bank as well for those teams. Now, hopefully this will not be a situation where um, you're giving Matt Ryan a lot of money, but at the same time he doesn't live up to the payout. I think he will. I think he will. I think he'll put the work in. Uh, he's a good quarterback, of course, and you uh, led the team to a Super Bowl. This team is still a good team, though. They do have some young pieces in place, but uh, he's still a good quarterback nonetheless, and he can lead that offense. They had a good draft, of course, drafting Calvin Ridley, uh, wide receiver out of Alabama in the first round. So uh, they should be at least playoff contenders this coming season. Um, but, of course, last season ended with a loss against Philadelphia, who actually won the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, the road does get harder with more salary cap space that must be allocated, you know, of course, to a quarterback. The Falcons will find very quickly that they can't keep all their core pieces together, like I told you. But um, Ryan's deal, I guess, you know, the Falcons knew it was best. So that's just being a player right now in the NFL, especially at the quarterback position. But um, here are the top five contracts in the NFL. I wanted to share this with you. Tied at fifth are Drew Brees of the Saints and Derek Carr of the Raiders. They're getting $25 million. Who would have thought that the Saints would be paying Drew Brees $25 million and he's approaching 40 or if he just turned 40, I believe. Uh, Matthew Stafford of the Lions is making $27 million a season. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is where all this started when he signed this deal uh, at the beginning of the offseason of the 49ers. He's got $27.5 million. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. Signed for $28 million, and now Matt Ryan of the Falcons has $30 million. So, boy, that's just going to escalate as the offseason and years continue to progress. How do you feel about Matt Ryan's contract? Falcon fans, I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me on Facebook. Let me know. Kevin Taylor, 98. Do you agree with the Falcons signing a Matt Ryan for $30 million a year? All right, it's Taylor Base Voice with Kevin Taylor, and we're rocking the sports bail from the ATL. Now, moving on to the NBA, new Atlanta Hawks head coach, Lloyd Pierce, he said, quote, if we weren't doing this press conference right now, I'd probably have these guys doing some defensive drills. That's what he said this past Monday. <laughs> That's who I have. So Lloyd Pierce is already in that mindset of a head coach for sure. Pierce, who's the former Philadelphia 76ers assistant, uh, has, of course, uh, became the head coach of the Hawks. It was made formal at the introductory press conference this past Monday. And uh, he said his first priority would be assembling the staff. Of course, you're always as good as your assistants. Definitely. ex coworker told me that, of course, and it's true. Uh, Pierce will be looking for assistants who share his passion for defense and his proven ability to connect with the young players. That's what was, that's why he was brought in. Pierce worked as an assistant with Cleveland, Golden State, and Memphis before his five years with the 76ers. His role with that team was rebuilding in that process, and it was especially important for the Hawks as they brought him in, who had a similar challenge, of course, when making this hire. Now, the Hawks posted the worst record in the Eastern Conference this season. The Hawks rely a lot on young players such as Ricky John Collins and second-year forward Torian Prince. Now, more youth, is core, of course, is coming in in the June 21st NBA draft. The Hawks have three first-round picks, which starts with them receiving the third pick in the draft lottery. So the Hawks had a very high selection there, which, uh, uh, you know, really excited a lot of fans. So we'll see how that goes during the summer. Hawks general manager Travis Slink said Pierce's experiences in Philadelphia 
keeping that positive vibe, that whipping, winning environment, actually, with what they went through is what attracted him uh, to hiring Pierce. And it helped him make him the right Hawks, the, uh, fit for the Hawks, rather. Uh, Schlink said he was won over in his first of three interviews with Pierce. He said he told assistant GM Jeff Peterson midway through that interview at Philadelphia Airport that Pierce was their guy. Pierce, who just turned 42, feels the position left vacant, and the Hawks and former head coach Mike Boonehoser mutually, mutually uh, agreed to part ways as Boonehoser interviewed for other jobs, which was very strange as he was still the head coach of the Hawks at the time. Most recently, though, he interviewed with the Bucks and is now that team's head coach. So congratulations to Coach Bud as he moves on to Milwaukee. Uh, Schlink again said Monday during the press conference that he and Boonehoser remain on good terms. He said he talked to Coach Bud a couple of days ago at the time, and he said that there were no hard feelings at all. So that's great that uh, they were able to still keep a cordial relationship there. Um, let's now actually hear from Lloyd Pierce and what the Hawks will look like under his leadership as the head coach. It's always going to come through how competitive you are, and uh, it's been our DNA in Philadelphia. It's my DNA as a coach and as a person. Um, you know, you think of sport and you think of basketball, and the first thing you should think of is com- competition. Um, you know, we're going to focus on competition. We're going to focus on repetition. Can we create daily habits of competing? Can we create daily habits that are, for us, just trying to win the day? Uh, how much better can we improve? How much better can we focus on individual and team talent and that growth? And, uh, you know, I think that's the one thing we're looking forward to most. All right. Kit Bazemore, who was also at the press conference, said other players around the NBA have sent in messages saying, we got a good one. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Speaking of that, let's hear from Steph Curry. You know him. You know the well-known point guard of the Golden State Warriors, uh, the Hawks. High. I think Lloyd is just such a down-to-earth type of guy. Who, he works hard. Uh, he invests in his entire self into the game. Uh, from you know the time I he was on our staff back in 2010, 2011, uh, really had an affinity for you know reaching out to Lloyd, trying to find some extra workouts, extra uh, drills to kind of get me right, get me. Uh, progressing in my game and, and seeing what he's done since he's left the Warriors to Philly to now as a head coach. I think it's well-deserved. Um, he's a player's coach, so he's going to try to put the guys in the right positions. He's going to really you know, care about them. Um, and I think it's, it's a great thing for the Hawks and a great hire. All right. Thanks, Dip. Speaking of the NBA and the NBA playoffs, uh, the Boston and Cleveland series was now a shift to Cleveland after Boston has a two games to none lead over Cleveland that will resume on Saturday and uh, the um, uh, Warriors uh, series against Houston will resume on Sunday. So that's going to be your NBA playoff schedule there. So congratulations to head coach Lloyd Pierce and welcome to Atlanta. All right. You're still in the midst of Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. I am Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Make sure that you check me out on social media anytime, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at KevinTaylor98. Let's now switch gears to baseball at the Braves. They're atop the National League East with a 26-16 record, and they will begin a three-game weekend series at home against Miami, putting that 26-16 record to the test They're in the division. Their last game at home on Thursday was postponed because of rain and will be made up on August 30th. And that will be against the Chicago Cubs. 
After the series against Miami, the Braves go on the road again where they are one of the best teams in baseball away from home. They're 17-8 away from SunTrust Park. The team will go to Philadelphia for a three-game series and then travel to Boston for a three-game series against the Red Sox before returning home. The Braves are second in the National League in hits at 397, third in home runs with 54, first in RBIs with 215, tied for first with Washington in stolen bases with 35, first in run score with 225, first in batting average with a 266 average, first in on-base percentage at 338, and first in slugging percentage at 442. How about that to start the season? Wow. The Braves have players that are also off to hard starts as well, such as cleanup hitter Nick Markakis, who's batting 333, which is second in the National League, and Freddie Freeman, who's hitting 325, which is fourth in the league. Of course, they're set up with a good top of the lineup. The young Braves, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr. doing their thing at the top of the lineup, making it great for setting up Freddie and Nick in the middle of the lineup for sure. So keep a watch out for Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. There's a lot of excitement around those two young guys for sure. The Braves pitching is still performing well. The staff is fifth in the league with a 3.47 ERA. Sean Newcomb is sixth in the league in pitching with a 4-1 record and a 2.51 ERA. The Braves' only area improvement, though, and this is in my opinion, and after you watch the Braves, we'll see if you agree. It will be in the closer position. But that will come, of course, as an improvement as the season goes along. But wouldn't it be great, though, for the team to bring back Craig Kimbrough? Just a thought. But we have to wait and see if that happens. So the Braves hopefully will continue to uh, put good product on the field as the season goes along and uh, continue to win and create excitement for the city and their fan base of Braves country. Let me tell you another team that's creating a lot of excitement for their fan base. That's the Atlanta United. Now the New York Red Bulls are 6-3-0 and and have 18 points on the season. They will bring their three-match winning streak against Eastern Conference leader Atlanta United as they come into this match at 8-2-1 and and 25 points on Sunday night at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Sunday's nationally broadcast matchup is set for 7 p.m. with coverage on FS1. The United defeated Orlando City 2-1 on the road in their last match. And uh, New York, they lead MLS in goals for a game at 2.56, while the United sit Second at 2.27. Three of the league's top goal scorers will square off at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and that's uh, Jose Martinez, golden boot leader at eight, while his teammate Miguel Amaron and Bradley Wright Phillips are both tied for third with six. The United should prevail in this one, in my opinion. And after Sunday's match, the United would then travel to face New England on Wednesday, May 30th at 7.30 before returning home to play Philadelphia on Saturday, June 2nd, at 7.30. Now, before that match against Orlando City, the uh, United, they were defeated by Kansas City, Sporting KC, and uh, that was a disappointing loss for the United in that game. They gave it their all. I was at that game, and they gave it their all, and you can just tell they were just, just very disappointed. And that's something that that team was not going to have. It's just a very... Great confidence that this team has. They uh, are just having a mentality of winning. 
and not giving up. Even if things are not going their way or they have some adversity, this team is going to stick together and continue to fight, and that's what you want to have in a, in a team, no matter what sport it is. But the Atlanta United have it, and it shows that because they are at the top of the MLS standings for sure. So, uh, like I said, the game will be on, or that match rather, it will be Sunday at 7 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Also this weekend, you've got the Atlanta Dream. Their season will be beginning, and uh, they're going to be seeking to bounce back from a terrible, just terrible 2017 season. When they finished 12-22, and 22, they missed the WNBA playoffs, of course. They played without their best player in Angel Bacatri, who took last season off, but has returned to season, who has returned this season after signing a new contract this past February. The Dream will have WNBA All-Stars returning this season in Tiffany Hayes, Laisha uh, uh, Clarendon, and Elizabeth Williams. Now also returning will be the 2017 All-Rookie Team honoree Brittany uh, Skiles, who was the team's second leading scorer at 13.9 points per game. And uh, a key addition to the roster will also be Renee Montgomery, who played for Minnesota last season as a backup point guard, averaging eight points and just over three assists per game. Now, she also shot 36% from three-point range, which should boost the team's long-range shots as well. Free agent forward Jessica Breland, who last played with Chicago, was also signed to provide depth up front. Now, the Dream, they've hired head coach Nikki Cullen to replace Michael Cooper, and uh, Atlanta also brought in Chris Cohen, general manager. Now, speaking of Cullen, this is her first experience as a head coach, but she was a successful assistant coach for the Connecticut Sun with the 2017 WNBA Coach of the Year, Kurt Miller. Now, the Dream will start the season on the road on Sunday, May 20th against Dallas, then travel to Chicago on Wednesday, May 23rd, and will play their regular season home opener on Saturday, May 26th at 6 p.m. against Dallas at the Cambridge Pavilion on the campus of Georgia Tech. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me. And, again, remember, you can reach out to me anytime on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Kevin Taylor 98 And, of course, I'll be posting different news and, of course, notes from what's going on in and around the city as well. And make sure to check out from time to time my uh, videos of the Taylor Made Sports Minutes as well. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.